You're listening to the Hope City Community Church Podcast. We pray the message will encourage, inspire, and challenge you to experience the real Jesus. Thanks for listening. Now, let's tune in. Good morning, church. I'm glad you're here today. And I am going to start this by saying hello to everyone listening to our podcast. Everyone listening to our podcast. Man, we've got so many people listening now. It's incredible. God's doing amazing things uh, with our podcast. Huge thanks to uh, Mike uh, McBride and all of our um, um, teams that have to do with the recordings and the sound and the audio. Um, Today, I want to share with you something uh, that I'm just going to dive right into. Um, God is not limited by your time. He's not limited by your time. We see that God created time in the first five verses of the book. In Genesis, he created the day and he separated it into the day and to the night. And it says, and from that point, you had the first day. That's the first time that normal time was measurable. So God took what we know as linear time and encapsulated it into 24-hour periods, and we call that a... Okay, you're tracking. Good, good, good. I'm telling you, we're going deep today, kids. You got to stay with me. So linear time is, this is morning, this is lunch, this is still lunch, right? (laughs) And this is dinner, right? So we've got this long time period of a day. And you and I live based on the understanding that what I do here can affect what I do here, can affect what happens here. Let me put it in a little more. I start getting hungry really way over there. But about here, I start thinking about lunch. Whether I have an appointment with anybody or not, I start thinking, where are we going to eat? What am I going to order? Right? Especially now, man, Wendy's got me doing this 11 to 7 thing. I'm going to say I'm starving right now. But here's, here's the point I'm trying to make. Sorry, I'm just thinking about food. All right. Right now, I start thinking about what am I going to do at lunch? And then I make a plan and I say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to Hub City Smokehouse today. And when I get here, I'm going to order the burger, side of ranch, sweet potato fries, probably knock it back with a little bit of sweet tea. Somebody say amen. Amen. All right. So I can think and plan based on linear time what's going on in the future. And then short of an anomaly or something strange, you know, shifts, that generally happens. But here's what's interesting. I can't get to dinner tonight and make plans to change what happened back there. I'm limited to linear time. I can't get to dinner and say, man, I'm going back to lunch to get rid of this heartburn. (laughs) So let me go back over here to 9 a.m. 
and say, instead of a burger and fries, I'm going to do a turkey sandwich and probably just ice water. Let's go that route. And then get all the way back over here to dinner and say, that was a much better choice. Boy, great job. Great job. Second time's a charm, right? We don't have that capability. God does. He's not limited to your time. Here's what's powerful. Watch this. Let me think of a way I can show you this. Dusty, help me real quick. Help me real quick. Jill, help me real quick. Help me real quick. Dusty, stand right here. Dusty's 9 a.m. Come here, Jill. Come here, Jill. We're going to call Jill about noon right here. Okay. This is linear time. 9 a.m. to my favorite hour of the day, lunch. (laughs) All right. So from 9 to lunch. And we expect God to move on this timeline. So when I pray at 9 o'clock and something that I'm expecting by noon doesn't happen, I consider it a failure. Watch this. God not being limited by linear time. We expect him to be here and just kind of marching to our time. Watch this. God can go. And he can walk back over here. And he can walk back over here. And you're praying for something that he set the wheels in motion yesterday. And so now, when Dusty thinks she's praying for something that has to happen by lunch, God has already established the wheels of destiny in your yesterday. Because he knew what you were going to pray for today. This is why we should have faith that at noon it'll come to pass. Do you see this? Do you understand this? Thank you, Jill and Dusty. Sit down, sit down. Let me take this another step further for you because I want you to get this. God can just hopscotch through time. Like it doesn't mean anything to him. He created time for you and I to be able to have an urgency to to serve him, right? That's the only purpose for time is that you know your days are numbered. His days are not. You have to understand time has no relevance to the God you pray to. So when you say, God, I prayed and it didn't happen. Can I tell you something? It wasn't meant to happen. Because when you're here, just like he can go here, when you're praying here, he can be all the way over here. And you're down there praying about something next week. And God's already in your next week. And he's watching what the effects will be, not just for you, but the fallout for the kingdom's purposes. And we wonder why certain things happen. It's because God is watching the timeline. And he's saying in retrospect of how much time this person's life has left, what they're asking for is minimum. And what I want to give them is something that is explosive eternally. That's why I thank God for unanswered prayer. 
Boy, can you imagine if you got everything you wanted, how miserable this life would be? Can't imagine who I'd be married to, huh? Think about that. Think about how many times you asked God for something and it didn't work out and you, why? And they hear you sit blessed now. And this whole time, God's been working through the timeline. He's been stepping in and out of your life and the, 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 the linear capability that we see in time, God steps in and out of it and he, he's just not limited by it. So when you pray, pray with the expectation that your God is not limited to your schedule. He can step out of your yesterday and into your next year and have what you think you need now waiting on you then and the time in between the scripture calls it's perseverance. And it leads to faith. And so these trials of our faith that create endurance and perseverance, God is in those moments. So don't be afraid when you pray for something and it didn't come to pass. Not only is it a lie that God didn't hear you, because that's what the enemy will try to tell you. The enemy will try to tell you God didn't hear your prayer. God doesn't love you enough to respond. Oh, could not be further from the truth. Not only did God hear you, he has been manipulating time since the beginning of time to get you what you need. Think about that. Here's another thing that hit me this week. Man, this just, I mean, just completely. Since I was a kid, I remember arguing with my dad. Dad, how can God hear prayers from 7 billion people and respond to all of them? I can't respond to five emails a day. How on earth is God able to hear every prayer at every moment of every day? Watch this. Let's say you pray at 9.30 a.m. religiously. You and millions of other people. God steps into 9.30 and he stays there until every prayer request is processed. He does not have to go to 9.31. He doesn't have to go to 9.30 and a half. He can stay at 9.30 and process the request of billions of people and then step into 931. And he can stay there for thousands of years if he needs to because he's not bound by your time. He functions differently than your linear time. Why am I telling you this? To set up what I'm about to share with you is that Jesus came to be a light unlike any other light that ever existed. Every light that you have is only for the present. Every light. You say, well, hang on now, preacher. I've got some flashlights that go down the hallway a good distance. And Okay, well, let's, let's challenge that theory for a second. Let's say you've got a, a flashlight that you light up and you're walking down a hallway, clear path, and that light shuts out. You say, well, yeah, let me know where I'm going. Yeah, what happens if somebody puts something in the floor after you turn the light off? 
you're going to have an accident. The light, as we understand it, is only effective in the present. Jesus, the Bible says, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the I am. Wait, wait. Y'all didn't get that. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the so what was going on two weeks ago, he is the, what's going on a year from now, he is the, what's going on at this moment, he is the, Does any, are, 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 I wonder if y'all are following me this morning, because here's, here's why you have to understand this, because when you begin to understand that his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. It changes the level of faith that you function in. You see, when I'm stuck on a linear clock, I pray a certain way. And I begin to pray based on natural capabilities, not supernatural capabilities. And I expect the light to be what it is now in the now, but I don't truly know for certain what it's going to be going forward. That's where faith comes in. But when we look up the term faith, it says faith is the substance of things hoped. Hoped. We're going back this way now. But wait, faith is the substance of things I the evidence of the unseen. My faith is not limited to linear time because my faith is not in a linear God. So when something doesn't happen inside the confines of my expectation, my faith can still grow. Because if it's supposed to happen, he'll step back into yesterday. and He'll make everything right to where it'll happen on time. So when things don't happen, when we expect them to happen, it's time to just throw up our hands and praise. God, your ways are higher than my ways. I thank you, Lord, for every closed door. Can I tell you, I'm at a period in my life to actually give God more praise for closed doors. And here's why. A closed door, I ain't got to think about. I ain't got to process that. That door slams closed, baby, I just keep right on moving. I ain't got to think about it. It's them open doors are the tricky ones. Because then you walk by them, it's open door. So, uh-oh. Hmm. Well, God, looks like open door here. What should I do? What should I do? Maybe I should fast about it. Maybe I should pray about it. Maybe I should seek counsel. Maybe I should do all these things. Maybe I should be completely locked up with indecision. You ever been there? 
So this concept about God not being limited to our understanding of nature and linear time is important because if we see it the right way, our faith will shape up differently. Now watch this. He's the God of the past, the present, and the future. The past. He's allowing us to use even the darkest areas of our path, of our past and path, to light up a way for others. Watch this. In Revelation, I believe it's chapter 12. I think it's chapter 12, verse 11. I think it's up here. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. It's talking about the, the church in the last days. And it says, they will have two weapons. It says, and they overcame him, meaning the strong one, by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Blood of the lamb, Christ on the cross. How many have received Christ? Amen. Amen. Praise God. But here's the power of Jesus being the light not being bound by linear time. He takes what you're ashamed of in your past and he illuminates it. And it changes from shame to grace. Remember, he's not bound by linear time. So what I used to be ashamed of, now I see his mercy in. Because he's went and he's mixed himself in my past. I'm no longer ashamed of what I used to be because he's all over it. He's in it. And not just in it, he's taking my past. Watch this. He's taking my past. Because time is moldable, my past is moldable. And he's taking my past and he's taking it like this giant ball of clay and he's molding my past from shame into a roadmap. And that roadmap's called a testimony. You see, what I used to struggle with, you don't have to struggle with. Why? Because I have a roadmap as to how to get out. I have a roadmap of God's goodness <laughs> that if he did it for me, he'll do it for you. And so now, this is the power of us coming together as brothers and sisters in Christ. Your testimony can set me free. And they overcame by the blood of the lamb were saved. Amen, church. But the last thing was their past anchored them down and it said, but they overcame the blood has sanctified me. My future is secure, but my past was this thing that kept dragging me backwards. Not anymore. Because God in his infinite capability stepped out of linear time, stepped into my past and said, Josh, don't forget this. I said, man, I, I'm ashamed of that. He said, that's just until dad touches it. Here, somebody way over there is going to need this. They will overcome by my blood and your testimony. Mm. Does that get anybody else's motor going in here? 
that when I look to my past, I don't have to be all skittish and ashamed of it. I can pick it up and carry it like a war trophy. Look what God's done in my life. I don't have to hide it in some dark place. I can carry it around as the trophy it is. This is a trophy that grace has purchased. He steps into my past. And what once was a dark and lonely and sin-filled past has now become a trailblazing map to others who were bound by the same sin that I was bound in. And what he did for me, he'll do for you. You see, this is why it's so powerful to have a testimony. This is why when you sit down with me and Wendy at Celebration Meal, we talk about how God saved you and what he saved you from. Because there's always somebody else at the table that needs your roadmap. They're lost. That's what the scripture says. There are people who are dying because they're lost. They don't have a map and yours is the map they're looking for. God's light is not just for today. It's for your past. Somebody should say amen to that. Point number two, the present is a gift. The present is a gift. Matthew 6, 34 says, therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow. For tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Appreciate that encouragement. Psalm 118, 24. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I remember one of the most frustrating things as a kid being raised in my house is my dad used to come in in the morning. He'd been up praying since five o'clock. This is the day, this is the day that the Lord has made, that the Lord has made. I will rejoice, I will rejoice and be glad. <laughs> Y'all remember that? This is the day that the Lord, right? Dad got Broadway musical every morning in my house. You know? Big finish! This is the day, right? I'm gonna pay for that later. <laughs> But my dad would come in, boy, all amped up, full of the Holy Ghost, just electric, been in God's presence, amped up. My mom stayed normal, praise God. <laughs> I get all my normalcy from Cherry, praise God. My dad would come in, son, do you know what today is? I'm like, it's not my birthday, calm down. <laughs> son, you don't understand. Kids, you don't understand. This is the day the Lord made. What? You, you, you're missing it, church. Just like I did. It's too early for all this business. Roush, this is the day. This is the day the Lord made. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me try it again. Maybe if I put different emphasis on a different syllable, you'll get it. <laughs> this is the day the Lord made. 
I will rejoice and be glad in this day. Why? Tomorrow's got its own mess. I've got today, baby. And it says that this is the day the Lord has. Oh, watch, 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 watch. All my interactions. All my kids needing me. My wife needing me. My my, my truck acting up or acting right. My, My sermon, whether it goes good or not. My... He's been making this day. Only he knows how long it took to prepare today. But this is the day the Lord has made. And it says he made it in such a way that you can rejoice and be glad in it. Do you know why you can rejoice and be glad in it? Because your daddy made this day. Dadgum, y'all need to wake up. <laughs> Second service going to go bananas over this sermon. <laughs> Maddie, if I made a day for you, I know what you love. I know how you're created. I know your gifts. I know your capabilities. I know what you love. And when her father creates something for her, it is specific to her. Watch. Watch, you're about to see some goodness of God right here. You were knit together in your mother's womb. He put you together one molecular cell at a time. Nothing is out of place in a waste. Then he goes before us in time. And he says, oh, they're going to love this day. Because I'm going to build this day in such a way that they can't fail. I'm going to build this day in such a way that nothing will overcome them. I'm going to build this day so well that no matter what the devil does, they will lay their head down on a pillow of peace that night. You see, if I was in control of making your days, you'd have the most amazing days. It'd be full of music. It'd be full of time with me. It'd be full of Gaither music, as weird as that is for a 15-year-old kid. Be full of knitting. Where's Rooster? I can't hardly see anymore. Gabe, I got you back there now. Hey, man, look at me. If I was making a day for us, we'd start out watching ball. We'd eat a lot of junk food. Drink some Mountain Dews. Man, we'd watch every sport that we love together. I'd make a day like that for you. But see, one thing my love limits me to is I don't want to see you challenged because I can't see your tomorrow. 
So I, in my limited wisdom, would give you a perfect day based on your wants and desires and not the need of your children 20 years from now. And so in my limited wisdom, Maddie and Gabe, I would create days for you that would be too easy. And I wouldn't strengthen you because I'm limited to linear time. But your other daddy, the one who does make your days, he is standing in your legacy decades from now. And he's saying, this is what you will need to mother the children I'm sending to you. Gabriel, this is why I called you Gabriel, that you would carry my mercy to people. And for you to do that, it can't just be all Mountain Dew and sports, son, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I'm gonna step into your tomorrow and I'm gonna see what's there. And while I wish it could all be good, I would sell you both short if I didn't allow you to flex your strength a little. So I'm going to look at today based on what you might need a little more of tomorrow and a little more of Tuesday and a little more of Wednesday. And I'm going to orchestrate your days so that when you meet the wicked one in a real trial, you'll be more than a conqueror. You see, if I just made it up the way dad wanted to do it, when dad is gone, you won't have what you need. But he makes your days. Church, he makes your days. Why do I get emotional? Because this is why the scripture says that when you endure trials, count it all joy. Because you're being tested for a battle that hasn't begun yet. But what you are learning today is equipping you for what he's calling you to tomorrow. This is the day your father has made. Trust him in this. He will never step into a day he made and allow something to conquer you. The Bible says he always makes a way of escape. You may think you're being overwhelmed, but he'll never leave you or forsake you. You see, here's the incredible part of our father is that in knowing him and his light, I know that no matter how dark it gets, it can only get so dark because dad's here. Amen. The light never leaves me. So I go into tomorrow with the expectation of being blessed, which is the last part of my sermon. He's not just in the past. He's not just in my present. Praise God, he's in my future as well. Yeah. 
Your future is secure in Jesus Christ. Your future is secure in Jesus. Psalms 55, 22, it says, cast your burden on the Lord. He will sustain you. He'll never permit the righteous to be moved. That's a promise for you going into this week. No matter how bad things get, you can go back to this verse and know that you're not movable. Circumstances are movable, but you are not. You see, if you are in Christ Jesus, your feet are planted on solid ground. And you're not movable. The enemy wants you to think just because he can move some circumstances that he can move you. It's not the same thing. Second Timothy chapter one, verse seven says this, for the spirit of God does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. The way we used to read it growing up is God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. So with my past in tow, the things I was ashamed of, I'm proud of. I'm grateful for. What tripped me then won't trip me there. You are not bound by the sins of yesterday. I don't care how you came in here and what you came in here addicted to. You are not bound by the sins of your past. Because his presence is in your past. And he's working all things. Romans 8, 28. We all like to quote it. But very rarely do we really dig into it. All things. All things. How about the good things? Uh Uh-huh. How about my past? Oh, yeah. What about today? Especially today. What about tomorrow? Oh, man, he's the God of tomorrows. All things work together for my good. Right? So check this out. The light of Jesus is unlike any other light you've ever seen. Because it's not limited to the present. It's powerful to the past and to the future. As well as today. This is the day the Lord has made. But guess what tomorrow is? a day the Lord has made. And the next day, (laughs) a day the Lord has made. Next week, a week the Lord has made. Next month, praise God, a month my Father has made. So now when I'm walking into my infinite tomorrows, I have faith. Because I have faith, it's the substance of what I've hoped for. But my faith is the evidence of where I'm going, the unseen. And God's light is lighting the entire path in a way that I don't have to be afraid. In a way that I can step into my tomorrow with a boldness. Are you kidding me? And we should jump on Mondays. I'm talking about just attack them. Why? because we leave here energized by the power of the Holy Spirit, right? I don't want to see any more posts on Facebook. Well, it's Monday again. 
Why? Dad makes Mondays too. Right? I wanted to teach you this. This way, because this is the last time I will teach you this way in 2022. But this is what I will tell you. Make no mistake about it. We're going up in 23. This is the foundation. This year we have laid a foundation. We have talked about your blessing. We have talked about his righteousness. We have talked about him being the light. Everything that we've taught this year is to set you up for where we're going in 23. And I will just say this as I close. No eye has seen, nor has it entered into the mind of man what God has prepared. You think what we did this year blessed people? Get ready. Get ready. You think our outreaches were impactful this year? Put your seatbelt on. What God will use you to do in 2023 is bigger. Why? Because he's already there. And he's preparing a path for us. And he's aligning relationships. And we're going to use the wisdom of the past, the faith of today, the expectation of tomorrow to do what he's called us to do. Amen. Stand to your feet. God is so good. He is so good. Raphael, you know, oh, come let us adore him. I just want to end with a little bit of worship. Can we do that? Can we do that? Just whatever key. I'll, I'll try not to blow it. You show me to sing it? Oh, come let us adore him. Oh, come let us adore him. Oh, come let us adore him, Christ the Come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. Spirit of the living God, I thank you. You've been so good this year. You have been so good. You have illuminated my past and eliminated my shame. You have given me hope for today and a bright hope for tomorrow. And I just want to say thank you. I want to end my time in this pulpit this year by saying thank you. 
Thank you. Has he been good to you, church? Then just take a minute and say thank you. I thank you for the health of my babies. I thank you, Lord, that when did I have a sound mind? Thank you for giving me a wife that loves me. Lord, you are the ancient of days. You have secured my tomorrow. But you're here with us now. Thank you. Thank you. So this season, Lord, don't let it be about anything else but just adoring you. Don't let it be about anything else, just us adoring you. You're the lover of our soul. And so as I close out my sermon, as I wrap up my time this year, I just want to say you've been good. Glory to your name. Holy is the name of the Lord. There is no God like Jehovah. You are the God of my yesterday, today, and my forever. I thank you. I thank you for each person here. Lord, you have called us together for a purpose bigger than any one of us. Thank you, Lord, that the gifts in each person will begin to activate this year so that we're ready in 2023 for what you've called us to. Lord, take our worship to new places next year. Take our teaching and our study of your word to new places, new heights in who you are. Father, I just pray that more than anything else, Lord, that you would just be with us as you have been. Thank you for loving us the way you do. You are a loving and benevolent father and we see your goodness all over our lives, all over my children's lives. You're worthy. You're just so worthy. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So, Lord, here one more time. Bless us and keep us. Be gracious to us. Show us your favor. Make your face shine upon us and give us peace. Both today, but with our past, and in our tomorrow. Bring us back next week with more wisdom, more of your word, but more than that, adoring you more than ever before. And we will give you the praise. You alone are worthy of our praise. We thank you for these things. I thank you for these precious people. May they see the goodness of God in the land of the living. May your presence just overwhelm them wherever they go this week. And I thank you as we come back next week to celebrate your birth. The Father, your presence will meet us here once again. I give you praise for it. 
In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God bless you. We love you. And we'll see you next week. For more information about Hope City Community Church, visit www.hopecitycc.com. Until next time.